0: joining us today on the Honey Creative Podcast. Today, my guest is Erica Boschko. Erica is on staff at Zoe Church in Los Angeles and oversees their marketing teams and has had a huge role in their social media and overall creative voice. We chat about that role, about leading creative people in one of the most creative cities in the world, and about the importance of authenticity in your work. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Hey, Erica, thank you so much for joining us on the Honey Creative Podcast. Thank you for having of me. I'm course. so excited. I'm so excited to have you. So go ahead and start by telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Tell us about your family, your favorite things to do, and your favorite food, whatever you want to share. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I'm
1: Erica, like you said. I um, live in Silver Lake with my husband Roman and our daughter Mila. Um, we actually just moved to Silver Lake. And it's, like, my favorite place in all of Los Angeles. Um, I
0: love <laughs> Silver Lake.
1: <laughs> it's I'm, like, I can't believe I waited all these years to move here. Yeah, um, yeah I'm um, a part of the team at Zoe. And um, I love, love, love um, to just hang out. When I'm not, like, in church and, you know, doing that mm-hmm. stuff, I love to just hang out with our friends. And I'm always down to like, go eat somewhere, probably eat too much, oh. get some ice cream. How can you not in LA um, have the best
0: food in the world? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Like we can walk to very good coffee oh, at all times. Amen. And so most of my day is like convincing myself that I don't need to go buy another coffee <laughs> yep. at like 5 PM. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh, I can just throw Mila in the stroller, and we can walk, and I can get that ice latte I've been thinking about all day, yeah. and then I'm, like, I don't need to spend $7,
0: you know? know. Sometimes <laughs> it actually shocks me when I'm, like, wait, wait, how much did you just say? I've been spending I that spent... much without even knowing it.
1: I'm not going to lie. I spent $8 on an ice latte the other day, and I almost, like, I started sweating, <laughs> but I didn't know what to do because... <laughs> I already like ordered it yeah. and like it just the trend action happened so fast. And I had, hadn't been to this coffee shop before. And then I was like, well, here we are. I just spent $8 <laughs>
0: on a latte. It's a new low.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a, a new low. But um, yeah, that's I'm I love to spend money on lattes and <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, but I'm I love it here in L.A. And
0: you spend a lot, a lot of time outside in the sun oh, the best. enjoying. Yeah. So let's get into creativity. When did you discover your creative gifts and kind of how they look for you? Cause everyone is so unique and so different. And, um, but also the second part of that question is when did you kind of discover um, using your gifts for Jesus and using them in ministry, which is what you do? Yeah. Well, I actually never considered myself um,
1: creative. Like growing up, my whole life, mm-hmm. I never saw myself as a creative. I think I had like a really limited perspective
0: yeah.
1: of creativity, and I think I limited that to like a musical gift yeah. or um, you know being like an artist, like a painter mm-hmm. or a design, like design. Like I think I had like a very literal. Um, which all of those are great amazing creative gifts but I think I just was like really uh, limited in my perspective Mm -hmm. and but I always enjoyed like the arts like my dad is very creative my dad's a chef that's like what he does by trade Um, but he's always like now that I'm older I can look back and see like where the root of creativity came from yeah and my dad has always like Been a reader and he's always listened to music, all different kinds of music. He's like always drawn, uh, he's always like doodled and drawn and loved going to museums. And I was exposed to that at like a really early age. My dad's like very curious and would always like, I would always make fun of my dad. He would go to museums and like read every single, or like art gallery and he would read every single word. (laughs) Nice. On every like explanation of every piece of art, and I think it's like that nature of like curiosity that like drives creativity. Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, I think it. Looking back, I think I was always creative. I, but I think that I really discovered and like started to appreciate my own personal creativity like a few years ago. Mm Um, which is crazy because I'm almost 30. <laughs> um, and um, probably like, honestly, the last five years, I would say that I, and really only the last three, three and a half to four years, would I say that like, I've released myself to be creative. Yeah. Um, and because I think creativity requires a bit of vulnerability. Absolutely, you know, yeah. you have to like, give yourself to a craft that doesn't necessarily like give anything back to you sometimes. yeah. <laughs> well, and like everything you're putting out is for people to see. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, maybe they don't, maybe it doesn't go as planned or you didn't, they didn't love it as much as you really loved it. Yeah. Um, so I think like my journey discovering my creativity has really been about like letting myself be creative. And um, the way that I expressed that was through writing and I am I love like so like I love building websites and, awesome. and app and like I I'm able to the reason why I love marketing so much is like I like to put things together creatively yeah. so I like to figure out what it's going to say how it's going to look how it's going to feel what's going to what emotion it's going to evoke like I feel really involved in that process that's awesome um and I really like have discovered those gifts through being in church Mm -hmm. and because there wasn't like that was just the need like yeah I I had a passion for already I think like as much as people like knock social media like I loved social media I've always loved it yeah since I was young like back in the my space or like yes like I think it was like Exanga, like the like online journal yeah which I hope I I hope I never find mine like I don't know what kind of like teenage angst was happening there Seriously. but like i always like and I have like I I never was like a diary or like daily journal keeper but I was like a definitely like a writer processor yeah like, I would definitely like write things out and I always love music so yeah um very long out drawn out answer but I would say I really found my creativity in church and like church is this like this funny place where there's a need and you fill it and then you just keep getting better because the need doesn't go away yeah. it just like evolves so true um but it was like honestly such a like on intimidating place to discover my creativity yeah. because it wasn't like about me you mm-hmm. know like i was making something that like i knew had purpose behind it and so i was like willing to be vulnerable with my creativity so i think that's like where i've learned to like take my gift and not like um feel like I was like promoting myself, I guess. Yeah. I was just really like, wow, I'm actually good at this. That's and awesome. it's okay to be good at this yeah. and,
0: you know, all that kind of stuff. That's so cool. I I love that yeah. that narrative because I think so many people think that a a creative person just knows you know from a child that they're creative and they pursue it but i think that there's actually a lot more people than we realize who have these kind of hidden creative talents and they just don't really see themselves as that i know that's exactly my story and even though i like did creative things all growing up i didn't realize that i was creative until i was like 23 (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's what that has been my whole life. I've been writing poetry or doing, you know, taking pictures or whatever. So I think that that story is actually such a cool story to share because it's so encouraging for people.
1: Yeah, well, I think there's like, I mean, now – I'm a mom, so I, like, I'm constantly examining Mila and being like, okay, what are you going to be? Yes. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Everyone tells me you're a leader because you, like, are very strong, which I'll take that. But, like, what? Like, who are you? Mm -hmm. And I think, like, my husband, Roman, is the epitome of creative. I think that he's so brilliant. I think that he's, like, such an artist that way. Um, and I think it's like, yeah, it's easy to feel like creativity is one vein, but I think God created every God create is the creator. Yeah. I think he created everyone to be creative in their own way. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, if you've let yourself be released in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I th- yeah, same. Like you maybe don't, it's like fit the criteria of being like the ultimate creative artist, but yeah. finding that that pocket of creativity that really sparks something in you. Yeah. I think God, I think like God deposits those. And then I think like, I think being in and around the church, it teaches you like God made you this way. Mm -hmm. He put those passions in your heart before you ever had them. Yeah. So getting to like, you know, I feel like I've been released to be creative, you know, in our church community and by our pastors. I think when you feel
0: really believed in you just do it that's huge you go for it and yeah. you like make something that you love that's so true that's so true and I think so many creative people lack that voice that's telling them I believe in you and I believe yeah. in your voice and I believe the world needs to hear what you have to say yeah. and so the church is just such an amazing place to find that I know that's exactly where I found my creative gifts as well so that's so cool so tell me a little bit more about what you do at zoe kind of what that journey has been because i know you guys moved down there to help plant the church and i'd love to hear about that process because that's that's a big big process (laughs) (laughs) yes um yes the
1: journey has been all the things Mm -hmm. fun challenging hard easy lots of tears lots of laughter yeah you know, like, I think, um, like any big move in your life, it comes, like, it costs you something, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so our our journey and our, like, our, yeah, I guess you'd call it a journey, moving to Los Angeles was really, like, I actually never thought I would move back to L.A. I was born and raised here, mm-hmm. and I moved to Washington. And that's where, like, I really rededicated my life. I got saved. I always say, like, I really, I think I was exposed to God at a young age. Mm-hmm. But I got truly saved at 19, like, in Washington.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, um, and that's where Robin and I met. And so, like, a lot of my 18 to 25 was spent in Washington. I, I feel like I really grew up there. I found my identity. Yeah. Um, and We have family there. And so, moving and uprooting felt really hard but also really really exciting we had no kids we had we quit our jobs and um but we felt this like this pull and I knew it was God because I me personally when I moved to Washington I just vowed that I would never move back to LA obviously I wasn't saved I had no idea what God like had (laughs) in store so funny now (laughs) um but yeah so we moved and um my husband Roman has played like massive part in our creative um at zoe and um that's where like we really have just dove in and currently you know like how church goes you have like a lot of jobs so you like start in one area and then you like kind of go into another one another one um i've always helped oversee our social and emails and all of that awesome. um, but now I oversee our marketing and design team for Zoe. and then um, Robin and I are actually getting ready to direct our east location in the fall that is so, so
0: exciting
1: yeah it's been such a crazy fast whirlwind couple of years yeah um, you know and you like you go through like the really tough seasons where you're like all right god this I know this is you because i nothing in me wants to keep going. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think that that's like life, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's whether you've uprooted your life and you moved to a brand new city to start a brand new church or you planted where your life, where you grew up, and you're in a church that's fifty years old and you're you're committed there, like I think they're an equal sacrifice. yeah, you know, and so I think like it's the commitment that it takes to plant yourself, that's like the actual journey. Absolutely. And so I think we've been on a journey of um, remaining planted and it's like a marriage. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: you're not who you were the first year. You There's <laughs> um, a lot that fills the cracks in of who you are mm-hmm. and you're discovering things about yourself that you didn't know. And for me personally, it's like discovering that I had this insane passion for like, communication and marketing and you know you can ask like the team I'm like nitpicky about the weirdest things if, <laughs> the, if the punk weird punctuation and captions and an emoji preference like, yeah all that kind of stuff you know so yeah it's been like a really really awesome journey and I will say like you just really have to know that you're called somewhere before you step out because
0: yeah
1: it keeps you in the hard
0: seasons that's so true so true So, tell me a little bit more about social media, about marketing, and kind of the role that it's had in your church. I know. The Zoe Instagram is, um, it's just such an iconic Instagram at this point, I think. Thank you. That's such
1: a huge compliment.
0: No, it really is. Um, I've heard so many people from different places all over, you know, really have it as one of their favorite, you know, inspirations. And I know I love it and I've used it as inspiration for my own stuff. So tell me kind of how did that develop and... Um, yeah, what how does it help your church? It just give me the lowdown. Okay,
1: here's the lowdown. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, that was thank you honestly so much. That was like yeah. a very, very like awesome. It's so funny because if you saw the behind the scenes of four people like really laboring over what the first picture is gonna be yeah. on a multi post, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, you're like stressed, you're sweating, you're like totally <laughs> What about this one? You know, like the caption. Are we gonna are we gonna, you know, make this a highlight? It's so funny. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think social media is obviously a huge part of our culture. Yeah. Um, and so naturally it's a huge part of our church. I think it helps us tell the story of what God's doing. Um you know, on our part of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're just one small part of the earth mm-hmm. and all of us are somehow connected through social media and that's been like the most crazy thing that we that i've seen yeah with zoe and social media is like you have these people that have literally followed us from the beginning because maybe they heard uh chad speak somewhere mm-hmm. or maybe they saw on someone that they know or they saw us on our discover page or whatever um and they're from like spain and they've asked us if we have an online um, if we, they can watch online and like for years we'd be like, no, (laughs) you can watch our Instagram story. Yeah. You know, we're, I'm like, we we have three services and we're meeting in a club. Like our kids are upstairs in the bar. We don't have (laughs) it online, um, you can't watch us online yet, which now, you know, we can, which is so cool. But that person three years ago who was DMing us about the messages and we were like trying to figure out how to record you know, podcasts on GarageBand. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> um, so it's been really cool to connect with people. That's cool. And I think, I mean, you probably have found this too with social media. Like, it's just a way that we have found that, that we can communicate yeah. to our church. But also, like, we get to communicate, like, here's who we are. Here's what we're doing. And here's what God says about you, about the world, about the situation um and you know we when we started zoe we started um in one oak which is like a club yeah. on sunset and um we announced to the whole the whole uh, whole place every single person in that room we're gonna see you next sunday right here at one oak for our sunday services and we're like so excited yeah And, um, you know, everyone's cheering like, yeah. And, you know, that week we get a call and basically like, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. And, um, so I think that might've been like a Thursday and we had church on Sunday. And so we're like scrambling for a venue. And, um, so then we were like, what are we going to do? We don't have like a church database. We have like a few hundred emails of people that were interested and we have our Instagram and we have, you know, our personal Instagram pages. So mm-hmm. we're like, well, let's just make a graphic and we'll just blast it. And then we'll like give it to our teams. And then hopefully people don't show up at one. Hour. Yeah. And so then it turned into this thing where like every week you had to follow us to know where we were at. Yeah. And um, but it kind of was fun. It was cool. It's fun. It felt gritty. It felt like we we're on the ground. Um, so I like really appreciate that start we had yeah, that's um, cool. with social media. It just it made, like, I look back and I'm like, man, that experience was so authentic. It was so like on the ground mm-hmm. and you like really appreciate those moments,
0: you know, now. Yeah, no, totally. That makes so much sense. That's so cool. So, yeah. yeah so, um, talk to me about, keeping it relevant and fresh because you guys are in LA, which is basically the most creative city in the world. So I love, I think you guys do a really good job of staying in touch with what, you know, what's culturally relevant and keeping it cool. Um, And so talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I will say it helps to have like a
1: pastor who, is cool. Yeah, like that's true. <laughs> he, I mean like I mean that in like the most sincere way. Like to have pastors who are like actively engaged in culture yeah. and on social media that care about what we put out. Mm-hmm. Um it just like adds to the element of like everything we do matters. Yeah. This matters what we put out. And I think that um our passion comes directly from Chad and Julia who um, really, let us like fly. Like they really have like yeah. empowered us to just like go for it. And so I think our our thought and our um, our heartbeat is like we want anyone who scrolls to stop mm-hmm. and look and try to figure this out and be pointed like back to the main thing. That's
0: awesome. And
1: and not to like over spiritualize a photo, but I think that God is in everything. Yeah. And. If you're already on this thing, we want to be there
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and we want to be in front of you and we're going to be in front of you every single day because where are you every single day on Instagram? True. And so um, I think we're just having to always reevaluate and reexamine and we're not afraid of criticism. Yeah. Um constructive obviously. Mm-hmm. And and we're not afraid to like say, "Hey, that didn't work. Let's make it better." We've learned because I think Chad is like by nature a learner mm-hmm. and he's constantly like talking to this church and talking to that friend and this one that's a designer and this one that's in tech and this one, you know, he has like such a wide circle of friends that, that like really challenged me a lot. Yeah. To like have a wide net of inspiration and a wide net of creativity. And so Um, we also have like, everyone says this, but we have an amazing team. Like, I think that our team is so passionate about culture and creativity. So I think as the church grows, naturally your creativity grows and, um, your team grows. And so I think it's like that too, is releasing people to be passionate about their creativity and you'll be really shocked at what you get, you know, like, I think that when Sometimes I I know specifically what I want and like, I need you to make me a black graphic with white text, Yeah, you know? And other times I'm like, Hey, it just needs to say, Merry Christmas, do whatever else you want. Yeah, You know? So I think that too is um, staying. uh, Yeah. I think relevant. It's like also a funny word. (laughs) Like I think, I think that um, we're not really like interested in, being relevant Mm -hmm. i think we just want to be ourselves yeah and you know i think that you make yourself um i think that whoever feels connected to you that's who you're relevant to so So just stay true to your stay true to your spot stay true to your place um and i think that god anoints creatives Um, and the church to like stay ahead of culture you know and I think that if you don't focus on um, keeping up to pace with culture I think we're if you stay focused on like how do we get them to keep up with us yeah (laughs) Um, not that it's not that it's of them and us but like I think that I think that churches are getting attention now because they're not afraid to push the boundary totally Um, and they're also don't they also don't care about being relevant yeah because you
0: you You are relevant if you're authentic. That's so good. That's so good. Because I think sometimes you can get caught up in that net of trying to be relevant, but it ends up being, you know, kind of... crunchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So You always, like, you know when you put out something that you're like, ooh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about leading creative people, because that's a lot of, of what you do is lead. So especially in a city like L.A. where people are really you know, they're trying to pursue their careers and, you know, make their dreams happen. What is it like leading creative people there? (laughs) Because I'm sure it's different than some other places. Yeah. And, and like,
1: you know, to go back to the conversation of like, I didn't ever consider Mm -hmm. myself creative. And so in my job, um, and in my role as a leader, I was looked to, to, say like, okay, Erica, you're going to build this team of designers and you have no Photoshop Mm -hmm, experience. You know, like in my head, I'm like, I don't, I would always like disqualify, um, my leadership ability because I didn't necessarily have that creative gift. Um, and so that it was hard for me to jump into leading creative because they intimidated Mm. me. Um, and I think that, I think that, um, creatives seem intimidating, but they're not, Yeah, you know, like, I think that maybe the arts themselves are intimidating because what we're making is so beautiful and epic. And really what you're seeing is someone's vulnerability, like just out. And I think like, that's what like people connect with. But, um, you know, I think, so getting over that hurdle was the first part and believing in myself and saying like, I am a creative and God, did put me in this place of leadership for a reason and in this city for a reason. Um, And so I think the number one thing that, you know, Roman and I really lead um, together. I learned like a lot from him. I asked like a lot of questions like, okay, when I, when I ask you for edits on this graphic, like Mm -hmm. how should I ask and what I want it to look like this, but how do I ask for that? So I taught myself a lot of how to speak a creative language um, and I think that's a lot of the challenge in, in leading creative people. I think it's easy for you to say, like, yeah. I don't like that. And it's like, well, what don't you yeah. like about it? <laughs> I'm going to explain to you why I don't like it in your terms so that you understand my heart, which isn't to criticize, but to just say, like, I love what you did. I just it's not in the right direction. So I need you to fix this. I need you to um, add another layer, I yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So I think learning the language. And I think when it comes to leading creative people in church, um, we really like stress this, that we're not like, we're not creating to create, like, we're not creating for creativity's sake. Like we're creating to bring glory to God. And so everything, uh, you know, everything that we do is to bring glory back to God. And I, obviously, we live in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. this is people's life. It's their lifestyle. It's their work, but they they create for themselves, or they create for an industry. They create mm-hmm. for accolade, um, and that's like fine. That's like by nature. But I think the the learning curve of creating for God is that you're not creating yeah. for yourself, and so you might be like really inspired to make something. And it might not be in the direction necessarily of where the church is going, or it might not be in the direction of what God's speaking to us about conference or about, you know, the next thing that we're creating. It's like, you have to learn to die to yeah. yourself sometimes, that's- which feels counterintuitive as a creative, because you're telling people like, put your heart on your sleeve and pour out and make this thing, but make it, make what yeah. we want. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's what is here not all creatives. I think sometimes that's what people that's hear, true. Yeah, especially volunteers. I think they hear like, make what I want. And I am constantly in a position where I'm looking at someone that's, you know, I'm specifically speaking about maybe like film or graphics. I'm saying like, I'm going to explain to you the heartbeat of what God is yeah. speaking to our church and what we need to communicate. And then here's why we need to design mm-hmm. it this way. And here's why I asked, I'm asking you to do it because I want you to design it out of your heart and your gift and your art. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's navigating their personal growth and Mm -hmm. the growth of the church and understanding the demand that we put on creatives, I think is huge too. Um, We're constantly, I mean, we, we generate as much creative output as a creative agency. Oh, absolutely. If you thought about it, you know? And, um, you know, I think sometimes creating things can be isolating. And so I think, um, I think I've been really challenged to um, make community around something that can feel really isolated. So I think that's the second challenge is um, helping people like, get out of their shell like why are they coming to church well they're coming because they want community and then they're serving because they want purpose everybody wants to feel needed and known and um sometimes you know getting a base camp request from me and then feedback from me on base camp and then uploading your file and then I'm marking it done and then I don't talk to you for another week you know Uh, that's kind of like a can feel mm -hmm. transactional so I think we've tried to make um make a more of a community around what we're going to do every
0: day. Yeah. That's fun, so great. You know? I think creatives need to kind of be yeah. immersed in a community because it can be self-imposed isolation in some, in some situations. Yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So how would you say you really like, um, I guess tap into kind of that prophetic voice of What the Lord is speaking, and then communicating that to your team. How do you share that vision and inspire them? I think I
1: think prophetic creative edge comes from like humility Mm -hmm. and submission and vulnerability, and all the things that you have to fight for. It's really easy to come in and want your Mm. thing to stick or have your great idea. You know, we pitch ideas that are creative all the time. And it it could just be not the direction, you know, even for um, sermon series that we go through, Chad will have a, a thought or an idea and then we'll go to the drawing board, um, you know, a few of us on the team, and then we'll come back to him with a few graphics and a few ideas and I'll, I'll run with the thought that I had. And he could look at it and say, oh, "That's that's like, that's not what I am feeling that's not what I'm envisioning for it maybe something more yeah. in this direction and it's right it's not personal because it's about it's about expressing the prophetic word the prophetic edge and so I think when you take yourself out of it um there's just more room for um something to come out that's like really that's honors so God you know I, and the Bible says there's a commanded blessing yeah. on unity and it's so interesting like creative um projects as much as they are collaborative can Mm. be divisive because it's people's human nature you you think that that shot should be set up this way you think that the color of the font should be this you 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 think it's too big they think it's too small they want this you want that you like (laughs) this music they like that beat you know and it's like all your opinions coming together and um I think you find that heart when everyone's just down to say like okay we're in and whatever's best for this
0: that's That's what we're gonna do
1: um and and I see that so much in our creatives I see that in um our team like I think Roman and Aaron and um there's so many like John like there's so many people that I'm I can like think of in my head that they're like so insanely talented and you know you're like looking around this room of people and you're like these guys are like insane and what makes it what makes it like so next level is like they're just so humble and selfless and it's like well then that's That's the product you're going to get you know and you have to work for that um you know like it's because there's some days where I'm like you know this is crazy. Like i I love this, and I will like go to bat for this, and then yeah. it doesn't work out, and you have to like learn how to let those yeah. things go in and, and kind of like start so over. true
0: right on. So talk to me about busy lifestyle, working mom. How do you keep Jesus as the center of your ministry? And I know that sounds like a kind of funny question, especially probably to people who aren't in ministry. But having worked in ministry, I know that sometimes because you're around Jesus things all the time, it can be a little bit of something you have to remind yourself like, oh, this isn't my relationship with God. This is my work. And how do I pull my relationship with Jesus, you know, into the center of who I am at all times, you know? Yes. Yes. No, I love this. Um, I think one, it.
1: Yeah, exactly what you just said. Like you have to be so reminded enough to know like you're working on things that honor God, but that's not your relationship with God. Those are by like, it's a byproduct of your relationship with God. Um, Like everything, everything that you do with worship unto God. And I think when you bring it back to Jesus at the end, um, you're like really... um, I almost said like you're really grounded, but then I think I might sound like a <laughs> other teacher. Um, but you're just like, oh, okay, I'm back. Yeah. Like, this is, I get to do this. And just recently, um, I've been, we've done this um, ax prayer in our staff mm-hmm. devotions that has like, and we've done it like a few, we've done it a few times and it's really um, helped me to stay thankful. You do, I don't know if you've heard yeah. of ax prayer, but it's, um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving supplication. Awesome. And it's like the order in which you pray yeah. to God. And, uh, the first time we did it, um, I was a little distracted that day. Like I had had a really tough morning with Mila and, you know, like when you're a mom, you're like, you're always thinking yep. about your kid, but when you're and and you're a working mom, so you're like always thinking about your kid and you're always thinking about yeah. your job, who was your kid before yep. your kid. <laughs> and, <laughs> And like, I, I love to work. I'm like, I love my job and I find a lot of purpose in my job, but I also like love my family and I had a really tough morning with Mila and I was running late and I remember feeling like, what am I doing? Like, like I'm not being a good mom and how can I get better? And oh, like, I just, I'm now I'm stuck in traffic. I just remember like just feeling so crunchy that day and um, feeling like I was really short with her. And it came to the Thanksgiving part of the prayer. And I just remember I was, I just started crying. Like I just closed my eyes and like, I feel like God started showing me a picture of like every little thing that he's done in my life and every like small moment that like meant a lot in my walk with God, in my relationship with God. And um, I think that that really taught me like, just take a moment and be thankful. And start thanking God for where you're at right in the moment. Like today, I've been really trying to practice it every day. And it, today I got in my car and I was like, God, thank you that like, I get the opportunity to just serve and bring people to your house. And I think it just reminds me like Jesus wants you to live a full and amazing, yeah. joyful life, but he wants Absolutely. to be a part of it. And not like at the end of your day or the beginning of your day, but like all day, you know? And I think that that just like that thought of like, just pause, just like take a second in your day and like, thank God. I think it just reminds you to bring Jesus back to the center. I think, but also um, being in like a church community, I think I found, we we have tons, all, almost all my friends are moms um, all of us have had kids like in the same few years. And I think I've really learned the power of vulnerability yeah. in, in your community. And I don't think that, I think you'll have a really hard time keeping Jesus at the center of like your ministry and your life. If you can't like be honest about where yeah. you're at. And, um, I've learned that I've had to, I've learned that I've had to be really honest about where I'm at as a mom. And maybe the, days I feel like a failure and maybe the days I've had a really tough day, I think like just because you work for church doesn't mean your day can't be hard, you know? Um, and so I've just learned to be really honest about that. And it's really like helped me stay sober minded and all of it.
0: Right on. So just before we wrap up, give us one piece of advice or talk to us about something that's been on your heart. doesn't have to be on topic, but just whatever you'd like to share to kind of wrap it
1: up. Oh, I like this question. Um, okay, this is what I'll say. This is like what I've been obsessed with that I want to like put on Instagram yeah. every day. Um, I there's only one you. Mm. Like I think that's it. Be authentic, be you, be real, like be yeah, that you. That's good, you know? And Um, the second thing I feel like, um, has been on my heart is to take the long road of faithfulness, not to sound like so spiritual, but, um, I think like there's a lot of value in sticking it out. And I think, I think that just stick it out, be you and stick it out
0: is, um, what's really been on my heart and I hope gosh, that's so good. I think that will totally encourage people. Thanks for joining us today. If you like our podcast and enjoyed today's episode, we would love to have you subscribe, share, and comment. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Honey Creative. And while you're at it, be sure to follow Erica at Erica Boschko and Zoe Church at Zoe Church LA. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll tune in next time.